Unscripted Cincy podcast. Today, we are joined by a special guest, none other than the Corey Hammond, helping us welcome in episode two. Can't wait to get started. And with that, let's get to it. Well, Brett, you got to also introduce your co-host, and I know me and, and Dale are sometimes confused for each other because we're accurate, white, you know, faster than we look, but still relatively slow quarterbacks. But you still got to say, my co-host, Dale Hathaway, quarterback of the QC Crush. What's up, gentlemen? I was going to let him do his grand intro. <laughs> well, so it's a it. pleasure to be sitting at the table with you guys over here, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> the big table, it goes from New Jersey all the way to the Columbus, Cincy, general area. So, you know, we we might need a couple, uh, couple of tanks of gas to go from one side to the other. But I'm, I'm glad to be on and, and congratulations on the new show. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. As as you as we both know, we're getting uh, hot into the frying pan with episode two. We're still in season one. We're just getting everything fresh and rolling for you. So as you already know, we are a sports cast that's bringing you A7FL news as well as semi-pro and amateur football from the Cincinnati area, as well as flag and our pride and true team, the QCRFC, uh, Queen City Rugby Football Club, Go Frogs. Uh, we're all about it over here. And we also are talking about uh, the youth programs as well, because at the end of the day, we're doing this all for the kids as well. But uh, without further ado, I'd like for Brent and I to get in a little bit of talk uh, of a talk with Corey and his last couple of seasons within the A7FL. He's certainly been in the league much longer than he and I have. And um, I was hoping to just get a little bit of your insight of how they've been doing things out on the East Coast for the last, uh, what, five, six, seven seasons that you've been around, well, sir. Well, the A7FL officially is now in its 10th season. So we are X, and we're not talking about the uh, old Twitter but the, the A7FL as a league actually goes even further back, approximately 15, 16 years when it was known before A7FL, when it rebranded, as what we call Town Beef. And you can go into real deep into the, the, the YouTube rabbit hole um, if you really want to and go back to some of those earlier days. But in my 10th season, in the league's 10th season, you know, it's 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 almost fitting that it, it's come full circle because when when the A7FL first started, we were strictly a New Jersey league. It, it was actually sometimes said to us when we would we would start to open up new divisions, like you guys have in in Cincinnati and Columbus, and now in the Indiana, Indianapolis. Shout outs to the Octane, and we'll see what they can do year one. You know, you know the chaos set a pretty high bar. Um, you know, so you know. Not as high as, let's say, for instance, the Insomniacs, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Oh, here um, we go. <laughs> but uh, it's, you invited me on. It's not gonna I'm be, ready for it's it. It's not going to be fully um, safe for kids. We might have to put a not suitable for children <laughs> warning on this. But I'm rooting uh, for it. In, in I'm New rooting Jersey, for it. When we first started, it was town versus town, and that's why it's called Town Beat. Then it opened up because there was a lot of interest and, and, and its own burgeoning division started in Baltimore. And, you know, 10 years after that, we're in, like we said, 
Ohio. We're in Florida, Tampa, and Orlando. We're in Vegas. We're in L.A. And people don't know some of the names involved in the A7FL. You guys may not know this because the, the California division isn't doing as well as some of the other divisions. It's still catching up. I blame the California mentality of, of, of style of football player. We could just look at the Pac-12 or whatever they're going to call it now that all their teams are going. Um, the Pac-2. And, and, you know, that kind of lackadaisical, like, lazy attitude. Nobody wants to touch each other. Everybody wants to play flag. You know, it takes a certain level of toughness. No to defense. Well, never defense. But full contact, you know, you know, even, even then, you know, wide receivers in Ohio and Vegas are – they're not going to get tackled, but they'll still run through. Um, you know, I'm not scared, but let's be honest, California calling you out, even though you're probably not listening yet, you know, just episode two, they'll, they'll come back to it. But the guy who runs the, the California division now with Derek Duncan, who owns Ohio, David Meltzer, do you guys know who his business partner is? I do not. No, if sir. You Google David Meltzer, his actual football life, his, his journey in sports is the basis of a movie you guys might have heard of. You guys ever seen the Tom Cruise vehicle, Jerry Maguire? Oh, absolutely. No. Show me the money. Have you seen Jerry Maguire? Or you just no, made dude, I don't even think I've heard of it. Show me the money? Really? I swear. Corey, I'm only 25, man. Rod like... Tidwell. Cuba Gooding Jr. as Rod Tidwell. Listen, when we get off this right now, you watch that. That is one of the quintessential sports movies, even though it's about agents. But anyway, for those who actually are cultured and aren't stuck in a room with a Kentucky jersey, see, you look like the guy who would have a Christian Leitner. Hey, if you just say Leitner, man, I'll probably puke a little bit. Never in my, let me tell you something right now. I would never in my life have something like that hanging up in this room. Fine, but the equivalent of who, who's number who's 33 is that for Kentucky? There's been multiple. Yeah, so that's the equivalent of you know it's you don't have the Anthony Davis or the John Wall or any of the cool ones since you're only 25. I'm not going to go back deep into the woods. You've never seen Jerry Maguire. The brow. You know who Tom Cruise is like a famous movie. You complete me. Show me the money. You've never heard somebody say "Show me the money." I have oh, heard yeah. that. It's incredible. Yeah, that's what it's from. Get cultured. Stop watching, you know, reruns of your your blowouts against Dale's team to feel better about. <laughs> actually experience real life. That's probably you know, about. That's sure a probably about right too. We're not, we're, we know for sure you're not watching that bloodbath. Watching the chaos get absolutely baptized into the A7FL by the Vegas, the real Sin City Insomniacs. But I digress. Well, with that being said, Corey, let me double down too, but it's like shit's sweet here in the division until you had to go outside. So it's like you look at the crush in the 2002 uh, year. Um, It was heist, win, uh, nightcrawlers at home, big win, uh, heist again, win, and then we go down to Orlando on a really short notice flight and get completely massacred ourselves as well. It must be an Ohio thing. Like you got to step up to the occasion, get a taste of it, let it be sour, and then hopefully make your way back soon enough. Well, let's put it into perspective. Vegas year one, they come, they play BIC. The score was 55-19. 12 of those points are scored in the last five minutes of the fourth quarter when the third string was in. At halftime, it was a blowout. 
guys were trying to, to, to you know, pull off on the gas pedal. And then when the Vegas force started talking trash, that's when you saw the case on Campbell return, the, the viral one that hit 8 million on Instagram, where they show the guys knee buckling because of the juke move Damn! from big Rob shout outs to big Rob. Yeah. Shout out to big Rob sangria Bobby. So Vegas year one, when they played a Jersey team, absolutely, you know, Kicked in in the face, right? I was going to say, you know, kicked in other parts of the body, but we're trying to keep it as suitable for children's. Or not too not too far ago, I guess it was the A team that went up and tried to bust the party up on the East Coast. They lose seventy seven to seven. The only touchdown they score, guys, is on a three on one, in which Rashad Davis. You guys might have heard of him. Yeah, he's the he's the team killer, Rashad Davis. He's out of the league, by the way. Now he's in Nashville playing flag. But he scored a touchdown. And the reason he scored a touchdown is because he got pants on the play. And let's be honest, when a dude's running around with his, you know, everything out, guys aren't going to tackle somebody full <laughs> go when they're already up by 40 points. And then when California came out here, they were talking all that smack, and they thought it ish was sweet. And they played BIC, and they got 80 nothing. Yep. Yeah, you're so, exactly right. So for the chaos to come in in their inaugural year, and do what they did, and it was really the first time they played. Um, Ohio, when you guys played, you guys got beat by the Snow Tribe in the playoffs, and that was a relatively, you know, that was a tighter game. Yeah, that was the heist. Yes, sir. You lost eighty to nothing. Bic. So, I mean, yeah, we took an L. I think it was seventy-two zip to the Nightcrawlers in our grudge match against them. That, what's bad is, is well, we beat them the first time. The well, that was the emergence of Bagway. You didn't say you didn't see Bagway the first time. You're you're one hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah. No, I, that's as a segue and I was about to go lost. into, and then which also brings into the right. point as to where lost. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But and, I, and then and then you also include Boston into it, right? And then Boston, we be, we barely survived the season, and we can talk about that later. But David Meltzer, Jerry McGuire, to finish that point, his business partner guys, who's who's invested into the California division of the ASMFL. Warren Moon. Have you heard of that, Brent Smothers? Yeah. I, I have his football card. Heck yeah. So you know who Warren Moon is, right? So you don't know who is. I remember the Oilers. I was still around for that. Um, and then you look at you look at the involvement of Mike Tomlin on his podcast with Ben Roethlisberger talking about the ASMFL. You look at the Snow Tribe. They're run by Deion Dawkins, Pro Bowl left tackle for the Buffalo Bills. And you look at DRC played games in the ASMFL for the Nightcrawlers. And all of the things that are going on, this league for 10 years has been the premier spring destination. It's also, guys, because I've heard of, of Jen Welter, the first ever female football coach in the NFL. Yes. For the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. She is a member of the A7FL board. And you, you I remember when we made that hire, that was again. big. Yeah, and then, and then it goes across the board. We have doctors from the Mayo Clinic, which is one of the premier concussion uh, you know, medical centers in the world, the Mayo Clinic. And uh, Dr. Luigi was actually on the 3 on 1 podcast talking about why the A7FL, as far as the safety and concussions, is the future of football if we want to avoid, you know, whether it's the serious injuries or the – the CTE type trauma or the the, the the fatalities that sometimes occur with padded football, especially when we talk about semi-pro and guys who aren't talented enough to really play football and they just want the highlights. They go head down, 
you know, torpedo. I'm Iron Man, got a suit of armor. So the ASMLL has evolved from down deep into the National League and that it is today to the point where I'm talking to you guys about unscripted Cincy, which I think is awesome, by the way. And I, you know, I've rooted for the chaos in different forms since uh, they, you know, we talked, we talked a lot, Brent. I talked to the guy you fired a little bit more probably just because I'm an offense guy. But then Dale's even come on our three-on-one. So, you know, it, it's it's awesome to see the growth, and it's almost a dream come true because when we first started playing in this league to a man, this was about the love of the game. And now it goes full circle. The end of the end of last season, I'm sitting next to, you know, former Vikings head coach Mike Tice talking about A7FL athletes in a setting where I'm a football expert talking with a head coach of an NFL team yeah. about the league that I love. And it's just great to see. And, and, and year 10, just, just check Twitter, check Facebook. There's, there's going to be, there's going to be some, some major media stories and, and, and news popping up that I think you guys are going to be excited to see as well as uh, you know, even a guy as old as me with as many years in the league uh, I'm as excited as I get at 1 a.m. Eastern time after a fall Nevada season wraps up. A7FL is coming. It's gearing up, and no one's as excited as Corey Hammond is, that's for sure. Oh, it's the longest-running spring league and the most successful spring league at this point in time, if you ask me. Um, the social media presence – um, the partnership that we have just uh, made to accommodate our, ca- our, 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 I'm sorry, our, our casting services in order to get games to you has just recently changed as well. That link will be listed here at the bottom of the screen as I'm talking about it right now. We have so many different venues for people to be able to watch our product and, and not to in- include any spoilers, um, but there are combines that are coming up. And uh, Brent and I as well, we're getting requests uh, from from different people that are going to be attending these combines if we're going to have players there attending. And I just have to say, if you happen to be a player in this A7FL Cincinnati division, if you happen to play flag in the Fairfield or I'm sorry, in the Fairfield, north as Fairfield area, south as um, Georgetown, Kentucky area. Get yourself into A7FL Cincinnati. Get yourself through off of your semi-pro team just for a week or two. See what they have to offer you over at the A7FL. We're- Even Drizzy Pope, the defensive player of the year, but not because you can't you can't assign yourself awards based on your own investigation into the awards, Drizzy. You're a good corner. <laughs> you got to work on your media in the A7 at least. You know, Bishop Sycamore was great. Um, that worked out on ESPN. But for for me, if you guys do go with the Kino, not a bad move. Watch what the U does when they have Kareen Moon at quarterback, right? Now, Kareen Moon and Kino Thomas are not the same player. Kareen Moon is probably the Michael Jordan symbol. He's the most clutch, one of the, the the most exciting players to watch. If you've never seen it, check out a7fl.tv or YouTube backslash a7fl and look up Moon when he was winning the game with a walk-off three-on-one and then an interception later. I, I hype it up with a walk-off three-on-one. And Moon, Moon was there before Huff and then Huff. Portals. 
Huff got there, and then Moon yep. sl- uh, very for a short amount of time moved over to wide receiver, and they dueled it. And now, obviously, well, Huff is with Cincinnati. And, 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 and Moon is is a lot like Keno. He's not a traditional quarterback. And what he can do is make that first man miss, which puts a bind on the defense. Because even if you bring the extra extra rusher now, all of the wide receivers are covered one on one. But if you look at that film and you look at the way that they put together offense, if you can establish a run and you can take advantage of the fact that Keno is going to be more athletic than most of the guys he plays, that's going to work up to a point. But in Vegas during the championship, if you guys, I don't know if you knew this, Keno flew out there, was working out, did the combine, four eight five forty. The guy chasing him, AJ McQuaig, four five three. So. There has to be a design to make up for the fact that when you get to that level, if, if the chaos are that team and somehow the octane don't come in with, you know, you know, Andrew Luck is their quarterback because he's not doing anything. You, you never know. Um, that's going to be what, you know, Kyle Hogan's job is, is to not only amplify what you guys have, which is a really good base as far as success in year one for organizations. Look, the Insomniacs year one, you know how many wins that they had as an organization? Mm-hmm. Really? Dale, Dale studies A7FL. Insomniacs were a, a garbage team of garbage players, and then that name was taken over by a mix of guys coming in and stealing that name away from established Vegas flag teams in the TMNT. And I don't think I can say what that stands for, but you guys. Yeah, I've I mean, heard of them. I don't know about Brent. You know, you know who Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, and Donatello are. Okay, and then the Nighthawks, those two Vegas legacy flag teams, they combined created a super roster in the Insomniacs, and unfortunately, that's who you guys played at home in the Final Four. But for a first season, there's nothing to sneeze. And although the heists aren't the class of the division anymore, we do have a lot of belief that you guys can figure it out. And let's be clear, not every team even ever wins a championship. So to get to the Final Four, to get a championship that quickly, as long as you guys have the right idea and you're not saying things as a coach, and you are 25, so you'll learn. Watch the three-on-one episode with uh, your boy, Keno Thomas, of media training. That's probably a good episode for you, Brent. He said nothing spicy. But to go on Tyler's show and say that you guarantee that you're not losing by 50 again, get there by doing the work, and I know you guys will. Nothing that you say right now, I say right now, Dale says right now, is going to have any effect when it comes to a potential rematch with the real Sin City. Because if you guys have to play the Insomniacs again, they keep telling me that they're just better. So... That doesn't always mean that you're going to win in football if you're just better. But at this point, looking at their roster and looking at how many of their guys are now on the Vegas Lucky Sevens flag professional team, they might be better. So it's great to hear you guys have an offensive coach. It's great that you actually are putting your faith in the number one guy because I think a lot of times confusing that quarterback position by thinking that changing the personnel just to some other guy is going to change it. But look at the U, 
look at the way that they use Kareem Moon when he played quarterback, when he plays quarterback, and try to put Keno in a position where the design of the play is going to suit his strengths and hide his weaknesses. Because if he's, if you don't want to go too much in on the chaos, because this episode is supposed to be all about fail. Uh, oh, and this? Yeah, just to, <laughs> just to add on to that. Um, I can say I don't that see that in the run down. It says, let Corey talk 90% of the time. Uh, Austin Omega is broadcasting eight minutes. Well, I'm about three minutes. No, I'm just joking. That's awesome. Uh, just to kind of add into that, uh, I can tell you this, and the re- reason why I wholeheartedly feel like we won't lose like that again is because of the guy, the guys on this team that, like, I'll be honest, we needed that game against the Insomniacs. That's, that's, good, that's good medicine. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. We need we need straight pride-hurting game to put us, you know, a little level-headed of, with what's going on around us. You know what I mean? Because... You know, when you're blowing teams out, no offense though, every single week, you know, not playing full games, you know, your your head gets a little high and you're like, okay, well, ain't, ain't shit stopping me, basically. And I uh, I can say that game hurt a lot of pride and uh, a lot of guys on the Well, team, and that's the thing, too, and it's, it's also – it's also speaks as to the way that you rebound against it as well because, you know, my team, we all thought that we were hot shit and then we went down to Florida, we took a stomping, and then – Instead of, and and I hate to say it about my guys, but instead of focusing on recruiting bigs and also trying to acquire more top-level talent, maybe get uh, a new coach brought in after Coach Steve Brogdon and as well as Scott Young left, like going into season two, I took over that squad with 30 days notice. We should have done a better job at recruiting and that could have maybe helped a little bit with the coaching. Now, so with that being said, there's no excuses. But it, it, it then kind of turned into a snowball effect after the punch that was heard around the world that almost ended the division. Then going into game two where we <laughs> – yeah, let's just comb over that and pretend it didn't happen. Then we go into game two, go up to Olin Tangy, got in a dogfight with a small roster, beat him, and then you're next on the list. And then that's as the clicking started to just roll at that point well, in time. little-known fact is actually, by record, the Ohio champs year one was, by record, the, the QC crush. Now, this is a behind-the-scenes. The, the higher-ups at A7, Dale, I'm sorry, they were so offended by the visuals of the beatdown that the Nightcrawlers gave you that they just didn't feel it right to give you guys another shot in New Jersey. So they just wanted to switch up the, the visuals and they specifically scheduled against the snow tribe, a team that was kind of like on the fringe of the playoffs that, that could, could make for a more aesthetically pleasing game at times. And, you know, look no further uh, than what, uh, what's my guy. Who's the leader of the, the heist. Uh, I feel stupid his name. No, not the not the not the de facto uh, like guy that talks. Oh, uh, okay. You're guy, saying, you're uh, thinking of the three headed monster of Durrell, Seth, okay. or Jaquan. Look no further than the college football team that won it all this year. The team up north, right? Oh, you guys are gonna hate that. Um, Michigan was Ohio State's baby brother, constantly beat down, even when it was Harbaugh. Year after year, they had no chance. 
They, it, how many beatdowns did it take for Michigan to finally earn the right to wear the Jordan symbol on their jersey? And credits to them for doing that. But if you think that football starts with, I'm going to create a team and go out and I'm automatically going to win, we all know that that's not how it works. And now credit the Insomniacs for kind of doing that. But a lot of those Insomniacs guys, the genesis of creating that super team with all of their friends from all different flag teams was that group of guys from the Insomniacs, they lost a tight game in the fall when they were talking hella shit to the pit bosses who they blew out in the regular season of last year's fall. And when it came down to money, hardware, and pride on the line in the championship, couldn't get it done. There were times when RTC was running through your defense, which was praised as being one of the top defenses statistically in the league as a collection of little boys that are getting beat up by a grown man bully and had no business in the final four period. And whether that's the truth, whether that's an exaggeration, it is what I'm saying. And it's probably good fuel to give to your guys. And it, the same goes for Dale, because I've seen some of the film from that scrimmage where you guys, you have guys running post and then turning into a double move, and they're blaming you for the interception because you throw the ball in the middle field and my guy bailed out. Oh, that and was my backup. Those guys – oh, that was your backup. He's a new guy. Yeah, his name's Tyler. Tyler Pennington. It's, it's tough because it's tough because in the in – Because the, the, we're both old and I fat. Saw, Is that what you're trying to say? I don't know. I saw a quarterback, and then it's, it pans out immediately. So I didn't know who it was, and I just assumed that the quarterback for QC Crush is going to be my guy. Uh, what what did what did uh, Matt Ryan uh, name that episode? It's like it's something in Spanish that says like you're the doppelganger of Corey Evan, and I just thought that was funny. Um, don't follow my career trajectory. You don't have a 500 career win percentage, um, and you'll only have a couple of playoff wins under your belt, but. Guys, I unfortunately have to, to to wrap up. I'll give you guys one more shot at me. I know I come throwing haymakers. I'll give you one more shot at me, but I do have to get off and get on to the three-on-one podcast and one more little drop. A7FL.tv, YouTube backslash A7FL, the season three premiere, January 12th. And if you think I get spicy when I'm talking to the Jappos about the silly insomniacs and how they can't take any criticism, um, or you think that I'm giving the chaos a little rub, uh, a little rib, and a, and a run for their money? Uh, wait till you hear what I have to say about everyone. So it's going to be great. The three on one is back, and we're so we're we're actually just flattered that there's so many more podcasts because we feel that your guys' origin story is kind of like based on whatever degree we're successful. So I'll give you guys one more run at me. And then, unfortunately, I have to get going. So, you know, I'm excited to show you what we got coming into a year two. Yeah, I can't wait for two things. A, seeing you guys against the heist in whatever itineration, because I think that sneaky, sneaky subplot, that Ohio championship game, a lot better than we all expected it to be. And there's nothing better for a team than a good push them, right? BIC and you have dominated this league as the two top teams, including when we expanded, because they had each other to continue to push themselves to get better and better and better. That's always better than just being the lone dog on top. 
And Dale, as always, I'm really looking forward to seeing you year three. You had that little bit of a sophomore slump. I predicted you to be the best quarterback in the division. Now, maybe I was right if we say that Keno's a wide receiver. But if he's in year two at quarterback again, we can't say that anymore. But the, the other thing that I'm really looking forward to, guys, and this will be my parting shot, I can't wait to hear what the chaos players have to say about the initial A7FL top 10 and where the chaos line up if if they even make it oh wow oh what a big reveal i'll add on to that listen go 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 guys in my opinion we are a top top 10 team we finished fourth place in the whole out of the whole entire league tell me tell me tell me of the of these teams I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you seven teams. Which of these teams? Which one team of these the chaos can beat? And I'll give you seven. So let's count them. It's Stomniacs, Sickwitted, Force, Watchmen, BICU, Nightcrawlers. Go. Uh, I think I'll be honest, straight up. I think BIC and the U would. Well, I know you didn't mention BIC, but I think the U would. I did. Would, I did. I think they both would. Humble us a little bit. Uh, but I will say I do think we could beat the Insomniacs, and I do think we could beat the Force, and I'm not too sure. I got to study this uh, sick with it a little more. You're saying fuck Vegas then, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, if, 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 if you could beat them, you might get a chance because the, the way that it was set up last year may not be the way that it's set up this year. But you heard it from Brent Smothers. Can they beat the Insomniacs? Can they beat the Sigwitted? Can they beat the Force? Smothers thinks the Chaos can, and uh, I would be excited to see. Now, cross cross division games are always something that people are 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 begging for with all their heart. We'll see if you know maybe the drive from Ohio to Jersey to see if you can play so, like for instance. So with that being said, I actually or a snow tribe or something. So I want to flirt. I want to flirt an idea with you here, gentlemen, and it's something that I haven't brought up or written down exactly for the show yet. But I did a proposal with you, Brent. I believe in our coaches' chat. It could be a three Ohio team versus three Baltimore slash New Jersey teams. Um, if I'm not mistaken, distance in between the DC area and Cincinnati area is about eight hours. Well, guess what's right in the middle. Morgantown, West Virginia, baby, go Mountaineers! Let's let's all meet up. Let's throw down. Let's find a high school in the middle, and let's try to get something happening. Get some good football. Yeah, let's try to get something happening. Also, it could be a developmental area for us to possibly slap a, uh, you know, slap a team in, and then that could be a midway point for all of us to play each other at one point in time. Well, I think I think as much as possible, uh, the teams. The management, the fans want to see cross division play, and if we could get a chaos versus a snow tribe, or we can get a heist versus the renegades, or we can get a QC crush versus a team like the Buzz, you know, rest in peace to my omegas because I was talking a whole hell of trash, but unfortunately, we'll, we'll never get that gain uh, in the current itineration uh, of the uh, Olin Tangy volcanoes and the Boston uh, the Boston omegas. Shout-outs to the nameless guy that was going at me on uh, on uh, Facebook, and I, I honestly forget your name, and I won't remember it until you prove to me otherwise that you're actually decent at football, which I doubt. And 
to hey, Brent. He has 20 flag Dale. rings. I'm sorry, what? He has 20 flag rings. Okay, and and did you know? Do you know who, who wins the Special Olympics every year? I don't think you know the gold medalist for the Special Olympics. More than anything, as much shit as I talk, and the Insomniacs guys are calling me a troll. People say I'm like Skip Bayless. That that hurts my feelings. As much trash as I talk, just remember, just like we say when we're coaching kids, if we're not talking about you, even if it's negative. We don't see the potential, and it's a waste of time. So if I'm trashing guys, if I'm poking the bear, and I'm I'm jumping on those Facebook posts with Keno Thomas or or Tev Redman or Drizzy Pope, and I and I'm talking my shit, it's because I see something and I want to push that into being something a little bit better. So the ultimate sign of respect for Corey Hammond is the troll. And uh, check out Friday, January twelfth. Three on one podcast, more trolling to come. Guys, thank you so much for having me and good luck with the show. And we will be back with you after this advertisement break. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Unscripted Cincy Podcast. My name's Dale Hathaway, and my co-host, as always, is Brent Smothers. Today, we're being joined by one of my best buddies, Rashawn Bird. He is the current associate head coach and offensive signal play caller for the QC Crush. Uh, known this guy for a couple years. He's one. Of, he's a very good dude. One of my close friends, Rashawn Bird. How you doing, brother? pretty good thanks for having me yeah absolutely man thank you so much for coming on and being a part of the show we really appreciate you and your time um if you don't mind uh could you please tell me a little bit about your playing career in a quick summary and also uh a little bit of your last season with the a7s as well um i've been playing this game of football since i was four years old so i know this game but the like the back of my hand. Um, played semi-pro for 10 years. I'm going into year 10. Played offensive line, defensive line for the last 10 years. But a lot of y'all that know me know I dropped a whole bunch of weight. Yeah, man, that's so, a huge success story. If you don't mind me asking, how much did you shed off? It's 150 pounds. Awesome work, brother. That's huge, so man. I'm sitting here at 170 pounds now. I'm ready to take a couple tips from you, bud. Ready going to a new. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. It's about it's just about diet. That's how it is. Eating at the right times. Uh, not to interrupt, interrupt Dale a little bit. Uh, so you know, going. Your uh, what are what are some of your expectations? You know, as a as a, a coach going into year two, you know, like myself, uh, what, what would you say your your biggest expectation for your team as a whole is this year? Um, when I say my when we say my team, I include myself with that as well. So it starts with it start with the upper. So me personally, I feel like I need to work on getting my play calls in quicker. You know, making sure my guys understand what they're doing. As far as the guys, I got some young hungry guys that's ready to work. They're aggressive. 
they fast, they strong. So it's just, it's just about putting it all together. That's all it is. A hundred percent. And, you know, that's kind of one thing on that I can uh, – relate with you on is you know putting them pieces together it's not as easy as everyone thinks it is you know what i mean especially when you know the talent you have and and, you know you just there's times where you just don't see them put in you know in their best effort and it's like you know you could be so great why the fuck aren't you fucking doing this man like come on especially with some of the younger guys like you know i you know really on all teams it, it ranges you know 18 right out of high school to you know 34 years old it, it, it ranges and you know getting everybody to kind of piece together and you know become one unit get along and you know fight for a championship it's it's not an easy thing to do especially with grown ass men especially with grown ass men everybody definitely has their own thing going right. on there are different things of family life going on at home it's definitely a lot easier um especially being compensated or being a college athlete perhaps and being in so close of proximity to everything around you as to being an athlete. You know, you have, you really have to make time for yourself. A lot of people make sacrifices within their family life, their work life, their social life uh, to be able to put these things on. And, and especially like uh, in our, because in, in, we are all gentlemen uh, in, in our thirties as well. well. Well, Brent, you are younger, but you, you had a career ending injury. This is more of we're doing this for the next generation. This is not necessarily us building our legacy anymore. We're doing this for the next group. Like I go out there to practice every day, hoping that uh, someone comes out and gives me a run for my money. It just makes the team better and and so on and so forth and other different aspects of the game and everything like that. Every so often, uh, Smart, smart, smart ball players and or smart decisions from your organization. Uh, it's it's it, it can cripple you if you don't make those smart decisions early enough. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. And uh, you know, I guess that kind of falls into my next question. You know, uh, what would you say with bringing on these young guys? Uh, what would you say their kind of whole mentality with this league is? You know, knowing that there's, it's not padded football, and you know, a lot of these guys, you know, open up a can of worms they can't close. And you know, would you say that the mentality of these young guys is hungrier than the guys who would be considered, you know, in of the eight seven NFL going into like their third? Game? And in our organization, I would say, yeah and no, only because my vets that I have on the team. You, are training them to be that way. I got you. I yeah, a, a thousand percent. I, I I feel that a little bit. Even though you know it's going into year two, I can kind of see you know some of these you know returning players kind of taking some of these newer guys we have on their team under their wing and you know trying to show them you know the way and uh you know it's. It's a beautiful thing, I think, because, you know, passing on, granted, you know, I'm still young, you know, my football career unfortunately ended, and, uh, you know, not only for me is it more of like a, I'm trying to build a name for myself, but, you know, I'm also trying to do it for these guys who, you know, not to knock the semi-pro, but, you know, been playing semi-pro the past five years, you know, they're still young, and they don't have that platform to put them on the next level or up a level above semi-pro. And um, and that that's kind of what I'm trying to build, not only for you know the kick over at the chaos, but for the division as a whole. 
So, you know, the more more eyes we get, the more people we get, the better it is not only for us but for the players. And it's right here within this podcast right here. Like, we're not doing this podcast so we can go be an NFL coach somewhere. We're not doing this podcast so I can, like, go to the combine out in Indy. Like, no, that is designated for players under a certain age and that actually have talent requirements and also have the abilities that they could actually put themselves into a, a CFL, an XFL, maybe a payday 7FL contract. Um, we all know our boy Derek Duncan out in Vegas and how much money that he's pushing around out there. Um, like, there's no reason as to why um, we can't treat this uh, instead of, like, uh, as to where, like, a, a like proper – like pro- proper leagues getting together and then intermixing players and stuff like that. Like this can be more of a situation like European soccer where you get players on loan from this team, players on loan from that team, or this guy comes in from overseas. Like the more and more eyes that become on this, uh, this A7FL to Cincinnati division, the A7FL national as a whole. And as we did our TV deal uh, today, uh, all that information is listed below me right now. Um, you're going to be able to see this better than all these other leagues that all these other guys play for and all these little YouTube videos that people are taking with their cameras and shit. It ain't it. The social media presence, um, the, the graphic media association they're able to do at the bottom of the screen. It is, it's matched to none. No other spring league does it like that except for the UFL. Uh, so kind of getting into the meat and bones of this whole thing, bird. Uh, let's talk this Saturday scrimmage. What would you say for your team is the biggest takeaway? Um, yeah, I just got on the ass in the Zoom meeting. I, I went all the way down the line, my offensive line to quarterbacks to linebackers to defensive backs. Everybody got it. Everybody is held accountable for a Saturday. I seen some good things, and I but I seen more bad things than I seen good things, but. Like I said, I gotta hold I gotta hold guys accountable. If I'm not holding them accountable and having them out there do their jobs and finishing routes and catching balls, offensive line blocking and holding their blocks so my backs can get some yards. If I'm not doing my job at holding them accountable, Saturday, I mean it could be ugly every game. So my job as a coach is I'm I'm doing my part. I'm doing extra zooms, going over defense, offense. I'm taking time with players and just breaking down film. I'm just I'm going all the way. And having that presence yeah. having that presence with you on the team this year is already starting to constitute a formula for success. Like just because there was a couple of um I'm I'm missing the word um like dumpster dumpster time, like touchdown or two at the end or whatever. And and that's not talking shit, but I'm just saying like that was a very like that was a very good test and a very good measuring stick to how, how we measure up to the best talent in the area. Because you gotta think it's but some of the best talent off the eighty two Chargers, some of the best talent off the Cincinnati Bucks, Cincinnati Dukes. I saw a Columbus Marauders jersey on the other day. Um like but with all of that being said, the um, the things that you're instilling into our young talent, Coach Bird, um, the mentality that you're trying to push, you being a vet and not only 11's ball, but now being a vet in 7's ball, um, you're going to be able to push this team to a different level uh, this season compared to as we were just catching our barons, getting everything rolling last season. 
So, so thank you for your and, time and what you're doing for our youth, brother. Also, also, last year was my first time doing anything as far as sevens ball. So that was a that was a learning experience for me. So yeah, going into this going into this year, I know way more. I'm understanding the rules, alignment, all different types of things. So it's making me stronger as a coach, which is making my players stronger. And you know, I was talking to Dale a little bit off off of a. Uh, off the air and I was telling him, you know, the momentum and everything going in just in that scrimmage alone from the crush uh, was levels, like levels above what it was last year. And, you know, I was telling him it was kind of like, and this isn't a knock toward you guys, it was kind of like you were walking in like a dog tuck with their tail tucked in their leg, like, oh, God, here we go. You know what I mean? And, you know, as we see football plays behind you on your whiteboard, uh, you can really tell that you guys are – going on the right path to success to lead into a, you know, strong, dominant team. Uh, and I can just tell you from an opposing coach standpoint, it really showed uh, Saturday. And, you know, before we even started scrimmaging, I could tell, you know, you guys were getting in the right mindset of, okay, we're going to go out here. We're going to, you know, we're going to do this shit. And, you know, I think as a division in a whole, I think, I think that's, I think that's beautiful, especially, you know, you guys obviously going in a, as Dale called it earlier, a sophomore drought. Uh, I think this this year is definitely a year where you guys bounce back as being, you know, one of the top dogs of the Cincinnati division. Agree 100%. What they say in, uh, in Colorado, we coming. Got my luggage. <laughs> It's Louis. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I really, really love you guys are doing over there, man. That goes for you, Bird, you, Dale. Like, uh, I said it, I touched up on it a little bit Saturday. You know, as a division, we're only as strong as our weakest link. And uh, I think, I think, you know, if we can get them links tightened, you know, polished up a little bit, man. I'm telling you, Cincinnati, this Cincinnati division in a whole will be one of the better divisions of this A7. No, I agree for sure. We just got to put it all together. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I, I really do think last year, you know, with, with the basket that you were dealt, I think you did a phenomenal job at, you know, trying to battle through adversity, you know, trying to keep the guys afloat. And, uh, you know, I was telling Dale not to go back to it a little bit off air uh, on our last podcast. If you guys just had your guys lock the fuck in and uh, stop with that, my team's guilty of it too, but stop with that whole uh, me, 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 me mentality, ain't shit stopping you. See, that's the thing. See, coming into last, talking about last year, Coming into this year, I told them guys as soon as I came into coaching, I said that shit from last year stays in last year. We bringing a new narrative, bringing a new intensity, and that's all I've been trying to do. Just change the narrative, change the vibe, make football fun yeah. again. I can't tell you how many like everybody knows my team is basically a semi-pro football team. Everybody knows that. Uh, I you know I play with all those dudes. One of the main things that they said, said, you know, last year when they first hit the field was, uh, wow, this shit's so much better than, you know, if 
if everybody can kind of get that mentality rolling in, this A7FL shit's going to be cake. Cake. Because you got to think that there is a – Myself as a coach too, that was my first year. My bad, oh, I'm sorry. No, because even with that being said, it's like there's a whole honey hole of talent that we really haven't even tapped into, which I'm I'm imagining that uh, Scott, uh, like our buddy Skyler is probably all over it at this point in time. But there's a couple of South, semi pros in Southeast Indiana, Western Kentucky, uh, like the Kentuckiana Cursed, uh, the Southeast Indiana Tornadoes or whatever. Um, like there's a bunch of different guys over there. Like those guys could make their way into our league just as quick as the chaos did in two weeks time and last season. So at any point in time, there could be a new kid on the block. It's just all a matter of, like we were saying earlier, even with Corey on, on the show, um, having a good system, super important. And then obviously, which was the secondary fact is obviously having amazing talent. Um, but they got to go hand in hand. You can't just have one without the other. And you, and you guys seen that against our game in the Insomniacs. At, at, you know, talent can only take you as far as the as the coach is letting able to let it take. And if that doesn't make sense, I'll repeat it. But, you know, you're only as good as your coach. You know what I mean? So, you know, last year, I can't even tell you that if I look, my first year coaching ever, ever. And, you know, I was obviously learning a lot from these guys more than they were learning from me. And I can't even tell you it wasn't all – it wasn't me, just me on the defense. It was – it was a lot of it was talent. But, you know, the uh, they knew that when I called plays that they would run that play. And then they would audible on the field. And that's just one thing, you know, we were missing was the, the offensive scheme of the ball. You know, like I said, talent only takes you so far. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely! Like that, like you can go out there, and you can try and field general it from the quarterback position. But whether they this person calls themselves a a head coach, an offensive coordinator, or or however it is that they are designated on the team, there has to be another set of eyes. There has to be a way for that person that's on the field to understand things that aren't seen. You know, you can run different scheme and play sets, but if you're just picking a play, picking a play, picking a play, picking a play, it's not going to work. You got to have plays ran in succession, plays that set up other plays. I mean, it's, it's what it's all about at this point in the game. You can't just draw a line in the fucking sand like it's fucking flag, you know? No. No. And, you know, and that's, you know, one of the kind of things I'm looking forward to from the crush this year is, uh, you know, obviously you guys brought in another quarterback, and I'm kind of excited to see how, you know, you guys paint. And out because that's two different styles of quarterback play right there. And, you know, I, I think that that's going to give you guys kind of that, uh, that jump, you know, from being the team you were last year to this year. And that's not even a knock on you. Dale. I'm not knocking you at all. What I'm saying oh, yeah. is, you know. Oh, we're talking about my former roommate, my former roommate and one of my best friends of all time, Tyler Pennington, uh, former quarterback at Ross High School. Uh, broke his collarbone, played his senior year at Hamilton. Uh, but I think he played defensive end his senior year. He also played at a small Juco college in Cincinnati. Um, he's going to correct me, and I know I fucked it up. I think it's Miami Valley Christian Technical School or something located in Springdale. Played for them as well. Um, so he definitely has some football talent. With him, it is he hasn't thrown a ball in quite some time. He's been pitching in the – 
C A B A. Is that correct, Bird? Yeah, yeah, because I play in the league. I play first base in the league. Yes, sir. The Cincinnati Adult Baseball League. He still hums. I'm pretty sure he throws mid 80s still, and he's pretty nasty on the bump. Yeah, he's funky for sure. So, but, you know, and I, I think that having that, that two way system for you guys will be, you know, something, like I said, that elevates you guys to where not only you guys want to be, but us as a division want you to be. Uh, and, you know, I think you guys have two really talented quarterbacks that know what they're doing and know how to get the job done. And I think that's uh, something that is going to separate you guys from everybody else. And it's and it's backed up by a, a, a bunch of young guns uh, at the wide receiver and skill, uh, skilled slot and running back positions uh, with an influx of talent in, in that regard this season as well. But at the end of the day, what we need to do as a program is um, focus on the guys that are showing up to practice, the guys that are buying in, and then obviously actively uh, re- recruiting bigs because there's no team in this league that can't have enough bigs, no matter how good you are. So uh, – my bad, Bert. I was just about to say, I played offensive line majority of my career, so play start was the offensive line, flat out. It, the trenches is the most important part of the field, in my opinion. Most important positions on the field is the offensive line. But as for, I guess, individual player shout-outs, um, a couple of different guys that I believe performed very well on the chaos side of the ball uh, was obviously Keno Thomas. Uh, very, very shifty at the quarterback position. Uh, a lot of people would say, and even Corey kind of put that tidbit in my ear earlier as to where, like, you know, like going into last season, I thought that Dale was possibly going to be the best quarterback in the division. And then Keno Thomas came around. Well, let's let's maybe do a quick look back at the 2001 NFL draft. And the 2001 NFL draft is probably one of the best regarded drafts in NFL history multiple Hall of Fame players, and enormous amounts of talent. Well, guess who went number one in that draft? No other than Michael Vick. And I think that his resume completely stands for itself. Uh, The way that he played the quarterback position was absolutely revolutionary to the game, and having Madden 2001 through 2005 and playing with the Atlanta Falcons was legitimately fucking unfair. (laughs) Now, now. And and honestly, it'd be like fucking controller t- tantrum time if, if you're on the losing end of it because you just couldn't stop. But in uh, in the beginning of the second round, uh, another quarterback that I'm often to, compared to on the team or when my dudes are trying to hype me or whatever is uh, Drew Brees. He was also a draft uh, draft pick of that 2001 draft. Now, am I saying that my skill set and talent is anywhere near his? Absolutely fucking no. But if you look at the similar style of play in the big arm, I do believe some days I look like Drew Brees and some days I look like Jay Cutler. (laughs) But with all that being said, with all that being said, hopefully we've got other guys in the stables that are going to be ready to take over when the time is needed. And Tyler Pennington, we also have Justice Hicks. We also have our our quick skill set guy, um, Keyshawn Mitchell, I also shout out to you, brother. He was the individual who got the interception at the end um, on, on our defensive side of the ball um, at, at the very end of that scrimmage. 
Um, but as for uh, talking about some guys on your side of the ball, I would like Bird because he was doing all the scouting and uh, and reporting and, and taking of notes. Who do you think uh, a couple of guys on the chaos side of the ball performed above standards on the other day? Um, the big fellow that was catching the passes in the back. Uh, I don't know his name. Vaughn? Vaughn. The guy that the guy that I yelled at because we got in a scuff at the goal line. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Which yeah, yeah, we're, uh, we're cool though. We're cool. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna see I'm not gonna say Keno because everybody know that's my guy, so that'd be biased. Yeah, but uh, the guy with the red do rag on, he was pretty nice to play receiver. Quick tomorrow. Yeah, nice releases. I liked him. Um. The big tight end that came from Columbus, I like him too. I mean, it's, a, it's quite I – could, I could go on for real. Yeah, see, he was a solid player. He was the guy that had the Marauders jersey on. What's his name? Uh, are you talking about the dude with the red jersey on? Like white and red? Yeah, so that's uh, that's Jeremy McNabb. He, uh, that was actually him coming and trying out for the team. Uh, we had – we, we – uh, Obviously, you know, signed him just purely off of skill. And film. Um, and build, yeah. Uh, but I, I will say, you know, enough about this chaos talk. Let's get to the real beef of this Saturday scrimmage. Let's get to the real talk of this Saturday scrimmage. Columbus Explorers. Yeah, where was they at? Yeah, what the fuck happened to them? Where the fuck were you? We we hosted know, some beautiful uh, fa- faci- facilities for you over at the Wyoming Recreation Center. We had the complete field to ourselves. You actually did have a guy in John Rockford who also he had a pretty good game too. He came all the way down from Columbus. We asked him, "Hey, were the roads bad?" He said, "Nah," and then started continuing with his stretching like it wasn't even a fucking question. So, what happened? Let me quote Eminem. I didn't see you. I stood out in the blistering cold for four hours. And you just said no. End quote of Eminem. <laughs> if you guys ever waste my time like that again, I'm going to have to run up 90 on you. <laughs> hey, if, you, if you're scared, go to church. Man. Yeah, I can't believe that they were the ones that fueled the fire for <laughs> the, you know, the, the, for all the squads to get together. And then they were the ones to not be here. And we even hosted. Man, it's like, how are you going to talk all that shit to me and then just not show up? That's, That's insane. Duck and smoke. Yep. That's duck and smoke. Yeah, I agree. Like, the whole reason I even agreed to scrimmage them was to humble them the fuck up. Just that want, right there? Just for not to show talk. up. And have they responded to any of your phone calls as, as the as the chaos organization formally reached out to the explorers, sir? Have you had any word back from them? The chaos organization has reached out to the explorers, and we asked them what the hell happened. And they said the roads were way too bad, and, man, we weren't going to drive. And he sent me a video. They were wet, Dale. They were fucking wet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And all I sent back was, that sounds like bitch excuses. Hey, shout, out, hey, shout out to John Rockford making a drive. Shout out hey, to John Rockford. John Rockford. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, we all appreciate you, brother. Fuck all the rest of them up there from C-Town. C-Bus, Yo, you get two thumbs down. 
Well, hey, I guess, but but with all that being said, um, it's all um, it's it's all better for 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 the division. It's better for our organizations when we all uh, when we all get together. We scrimmage each other. We obviously commit to it. We all have a good showing. And uh, you know, Bird and I, we obviously want to thank you for having your team out. Uh, and uh, we'll do it all again in February, right? Yeah, sounds good. Just depends on if the heights are going to keep ducking smoke. Yeah, that's a shot. Oh shit! Yeah, I haven't seen the Green Gang really say much. I don't think that they have a lot of players registered either. Okay, they're no longer the Booger Gang; they're the Teal Gang. (laughs) I love how they got to change their logo, but I didn't. Like they wouldn't let me do it. (laughs) Well, we'll get to that on another episode. (laughs) That'll be another episode. Maybe when our editing gets a little bit better, we'll just we'll compare them. We'll do a top ten. Top ten logos in the league. <laughs> like a poll. Like, which one do you like? Well, with all that being said, man, I I really appreciate getting you gentlemen together for the round table to be able to talk about the scrimmage, to be able to talk about Coach Bird, his playing and coaching career, and um, you know, just just to just to ring it back home, man. You know, we're asked to do this show. We were asked to do this show for you, for all the people in Cincinnati that are without a sports cast. We and we inspired five other fucking shows to start. So come right here. This is where it fucking started. Okay. Stay tuned. We'll see you guys all soon. Don't be dumb and doomed. Watch unscripted soon. Great. It's good to see you, man. Uh, good, good to see you here on the Zoom, uh, chatting here on an afternoon with me uh, for the upcoming uh, pilot episode of Unscripted Cincy, man. You excited? Yes, sir, man. I'm, I'm ready. I'm excited for the season. I'm excited about this. You know, it's, it's, it's I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy, man. That's great, man. I'm glad to hear that. Well, um, just to uh, kind of give everybody a quick recap. Uh, uh, of yourself. Um, so if you don't mind, go through a little bit of your uh, high school playing career. And then um, most recently, uh, your, your, your former, your, your career that's happening right now in the CDFL. And then, um, then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the crush here in a moment, but uh, let me know a little bit more about Keyshawn, the football player, man. All right. So my freshman year, uh, I was at Riverview East Academy and I played both ways of the uh, I was offense and defense. Uh, ended up playing wide receiver, and then they ended up putting me at DB. Uh, ended up playing corner, and DB corner wasn't never my strong suit. So I was more of a I, I was more offensive guy anyway. So you know, you know, caught the ball. You know, I see this get got 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 some yards. You know, it was it was fun. You know, fun freshman season. And you know, when I played defense, uh, just more of a tackler. Where it wasn't really throwing that much in the season anyway. It was a lot of people. Yeah, you know, and, and you school, started so. you started as a as a freshman at Riverview as well. Yes, on varsity, and that that was a, that was a big step for me because I played little league before that, so I really didn't have any middle school experience, any you know, just none of that, just from from little league so straight to varsity. That yeah, was a, man, a that's big crazy jump for somebody like my for someone my size, and it, it was it was hard, but I overcame it. Overcame strategy, you know, went to practice every day, working out, uh, you know, just having having a coach who really believed in me and gave gave me that shot, and he 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 loved me to death. I mean, Absolutely, that was, that was you, you definitely uh, you definitely seem like a really responsible uh, young dude, man. Like you definitely act a little bit older th- th- than you are, man. So, uh, how old are you now? 
19. 19 years old. Man, gosh, you got such a bright career ahead of you. Well, if, if I do my job correctly, then hopefully within the next two seasons, we get you we get you some overseas offers, man. Hopefully you'll be able to get to go tour the world someday. Or we'll get man, you on definitely. loan with one of the rugby squads, and you'll be able to do it that way too. <laughs> yeah, that that would be so exciting, man. I, 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 would, I would love to see that. That's great, man. I'm really and, glad and to hear me, that. That all, start, that all starts with myself, you know, me putting in all the work that I can and, you know, just being responsible and, you know, just just meeting people. And, yeah, that's 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 pretty much how that starts. And, and it, it shows, it man. Starts, because, it the work. And it shows, too, because you've been to every single mandatory workout, optional workout, uh, even just some extra stuff with Lavelle and I in the off season. You've been to every single one, man. I commend you for that. And, and uh, Justice and a couple of the other guys as well. But um, man, it's, it's been real exciting to see the way that you've really taken to the game and you've also been out with the queen city frogs as well. Haven't you? Yeah, man. Playing, playing rugby my first time, man. It, it was fun. It was so fun. A lot of running. It was so fun. It was, you know, I, I got the ball a lot. I was running up and down the field, pitching the ball back. So I'm, it's a game I've never played and I turned out to be really good at it. It really so that is, was, that man. That was another exciting it, it, it's it's the old world game, man. That was the game before football was even a thing. But it's funny because you'd see that a lot of the rules are, are very similar in the, in the gameplay, at least. Very similar and very different at the same time, as, as, as yeah, you noticed. Yeah. But um, I, I guess I a little bit more, um, let's get a little bit into your uh, your CDFL play, brother. So what, you you were with Up the Sco last year. You guys were the blood squad, huh? Yep, the all red, man, all red. Heck yeah. Yeah. We had we had a really good season. We we had we played hard, we played good, we fought to the end, and we the, the, the so how that all started was playing with people I went to school with who also played football. So with them also playing football, we had enough guys that loved the game of football. We found this, and we all decided, to, okay, since we since we all went to UC for fun, and a bunch of us just went to UC for fun, wreck, you know, seven oh seven, blah 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 blah. We end up finding this league, and we decided, okay, we should create our own team. And that's exactly what we did. That's and great. We yeah, because with Up the Sco, it's all West Carrollton guys. And then with Up the Sco, some of those guys are even coming over as well. So, I mean, not to even make it sound funny, but, the, I mean, the QC Crush, it sounds like it's a bunch of uh, Fairfield and West Carrollton dudes just ready to go bang. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it, it was just a lot of, you know, they we got familiar with them and they they saw our potential so they decided you know let's let's go over with them and you know we we also met some other guys who love to play football who who who, who hasn't found the league so you know we got them involved and you know we it was just fun all around man I, I had a really good time that's great man I'm glad to hear that and you guys were uh, you guys made it to the semi uh, the semifinals which is amazing. Yes. Is is the exact same uh, the exact same distance that I made it in the um the uh, the super draft of the CDFL, uh, which I played with you in that well not against you in that uh what was that in the summer session or the l- late summer session. Late um, summer I gotta session, be honest yeah. with you, the, you know the, the CDFL, you know they they say it's a development league, but I gotta be honest with you, there is some serious talent over there. Um, yeah. th- there's two predominant. Uh, flag leaves here in Southwest Cincinnati, Ohio. So you got uh, Southwest Ohio football or S- Southwest Ohio flag football, which is a part of the UFFA organization. And then you also have the CDFL, which is uh, the league that you came from, a league that a lot of the heist guys came from. 
which is uh, located down at UC, and, and, and it's played every Sunday down at Nippert Stadium. So if there's yeah. anybody out there in the Cincinnati area that is interested in getting into a league, you're also going to get a great facility to play at. Please uh, get in contact with Scheme. Uh, he runs that league. Uh, he will at least be able to point you in the right direction of some of the coaches and some of the administrators. And maybe you'll even be lucky enough to get on up the SCO with my boy Key over here. Yeah, man, definitely. We we, we love to have you, man. We yeah. love to have you. But, um, but as as for one of the last things we want to get into, uh, into and it's also which is the, one of the most important ones because a lot of our sponsors are A7FL affiliated, we want to talk to you about the A7FL in particular. So for the, this last part of the interview, I want to hear from you um, what the, the, the things that you expect um, out of the league this year, competition-wise, playing some of the best semi-pro guys in the Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana region. And then also I want you to let me know of like your play, uh, like how far uh, you're wanting to take your playing career. Like for instance, are you wanting to get onto the um, the worldwide circuit? Are you uh, are you interested in building yourself as a name brand here in the A seven FL, and then maybe jump into a a supplemental league like the CFL, the XFL? Um, so so, what are your playing uh, plans uh, for your career up up and coming, man? What what do you have to say? So you know, it, it all starts here. So if I found this league, you know, start that's the start. That's a start from a, a a career that I will never probably end, and that that can never probably end, you know. And that all started that all started with you. you, you know. You you told me about this. You you gave me the info, and I'm like, you know, I am so down to play this. Let's I've, do it. I've Let's seen do your it. game. I I knew that you would be an immediate factor uh, in this yeah. division, even being alongside, like I said, some of the best eleven on elevens, uh, you know, padded guys. I knew for a fact that you'd be able to come out and bang with the best one. That's even why I brought you out to the rugby. Because I knew that you could hang yeah, with them too. Yeah, it was definitely rugby was a good time. I had so much fun with the rugby, playing with a lot of older guys. And the thing about, you know, me playing in this league, it's it's new to me. I've never played tackle seven on seven. You know, seven on seven is mostly flag, tag, you know. So it's it's fun to kind of be like, you know, me going back to eleven on eleven back when I was in high school and then seven on seven. You know, it's, 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 I'm, I'm still playing. So me still playing is, is, is that's just life to me. I'm, that's great. I'm, I'm happy that I found this league. I'm happy that I found the CDFL. I'm happy that I still get to play outside of, you know, high school. You know, and I, I wish, I, like I wish that I had half the ambition that you got right now. I mean, when I was your age, I was partying, running amok, having fun. And maybe that's why I'm in, in this league in, in my thirties now, now that I've finally settled down. <laughs> yeah. My, the, my my thing about me is I've always been in the house. I don't I don't really go outside. So when I did go outside and I found leagues around, I'm like, yo, like let let's let's go join these. Let's go have fun. And I'm glad I got some people to come. And you know, it was it was all you know, it was all thanks to the people who was who was with me, who has uh found these things with me, and we all just created the team. And I still get to play some football, man. That that's that's the most exciting thing about it. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, um. I, I do hate to, to get into the summary of this interview, but one of the things I want to ask you is um, to, to the guys on the heist, uh, to the guys on the chaos, you know, like you're a young buck, but you got a lot to say. Get, give me a couple of words. What, what do you have to say to these dudes? We're coming. We're coming and we're coming strong. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. Be, just, just be ready for what's, 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 what's to expect because we're coming. That's great, man. And I'm we, so glad the, the to hear way, that. 
the, the way we talk amongst each other and as much as much you know confidence and you know how we're gonna play and the plays we got, I'm, I'm really excited for what we're about to do in this thing, and I, I think we're gonna go really far. That's great, man. That's great. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Well, well, Keyshawn, I, I really appreciate your time today, brother. Thank you so much for getting on the line with me and uh, helping us introduce the Unscripted Cincy podcast and that in that pilot episode, man. Couldn't have think of a of, of a of a better dude to get in on the first broadcast. Oh man, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yep. Well, you have a great rest of uh, your evening, man. Uh, you know, uh, be be safe out there. It's-